May 30th, 2023. We're in Masechet Beza Andaf Kaf Amud Aleph. Let's again begin 12 lines from the top, the second word on the line. We're going to review the difficult, the complicated Gemara that we learned yesterday, finish it out, and then move forward. It says the Gemara, Tane Tana Kameh Derbit Hakbara There was an individual teaching Beraitot, or reciting Beraitot, better yet, in front of Rebit Hakbar Abba. He cited, he quoted the following Beraita. The Pasuk says, Pasuk describes, as Rashi on the right hand side says, uh, We're dealing with the Korban Ola, which Aharon, according to Rashi's interpretation, brought on the eighth day of the Miluim. That's going to be, of course, recorded in Parashat Shemini, on the consecration day of the Mishkan. Shehitil hakatub al Aharon hoba layom. Kah lecha egel ben bakar lehatat ve'ayel le'ola timimim. The Pasuk, God's words to Aharon HaKohen were, there's an obligation, there's instruction over here. Take a korban ola, and sacrifice it, take care of it with regards to the procedure of worship of me in the Mishkan, kamishpat, according to its law. Says the Gemara implicitly, says the Biraita without stating it explicitly. What mishpat, what law are you referring to? Kamishpat olat nidava. It must be that when the Pasuk, in the context of an obligatory ola offering, of Aharon references it was done or it needed to be done according to its law, it was referring to the Olat Nidava laws, the optional, the, uh, the goodness of your own heart, Korban Olat laws. Where do you find those laws? Again, the implicit reference over here in the Beraitai is we don't know any laws of a Olat Hova. We only know laws of an Olat Nidava. Where do we know those laws of Olat Nedava? Rashi on the right hand side says, Ma mishpat he amur be'olat hova al korhech ke mishpat mefurash be'olat nedava bevayikra ka'amar. At the very beginning of Sefer Vayikra, the first several pesukim, the Torah describes the Olat Nedava. Shekol mishpete ola ushlamim sham ne'emru. If you're to open the first chapter in Sefer Vayikra, you'll really find most of these laws explicitly mentioned. Again, in the context of Nedava, of a donation. Ubishel Nedava diber hakatuv. Over there, the Pesukim are talking about the devotion of an individual, not the obligation. Dichtiv, as the Pasuk says over there, Adam ki akriv mikem. If a person sacrifices from you, if I say to you, if a person brings a sacrifice, I'm implying this is not obligatory, this is optional, this is nedava. And over there, in the context, the very beginning of Sefer Vayikra, Olat nedava, the pasuk says, the pasuk says, and he'll place or he'll press, he'll lean his hand onto the animal. Back in the Gemara, back in the Beraita. We in turn from that word kamishpat, according to its law, in the context of an olat hova, we understand that we're comparing it, we're linking it to what we call an olat nedava. The same way by olat nedava there was semicha, there was that leaning of the hand onto the animal. So too, when it comes to, we understand an olat hova, which is mentioned by the Yom Hashimini, there needs to be semicha. That's the beraita. Uh, 
No. There's no mention of it at all. No, Olat Chova with Simicha over there. To check. It says the Gemara, says to the individual who's reciting this Beraita in front of him, who said this to you? Now, of course, they're living generations, decades, if not hundreds of years, after the uh, living time of Bet Shammai and of Bet Hillel. We're dealing with rabbis from the Gemara. But effectively, he's saying to who spoke those words? You quoted anonymously an early document, an early statement. That statement, you should know, is really only qualified according to one opinion. It's a minority opinion for all intents and purposes. Maybe not minority, but it's not the mainstream opinion. What's that? Bechamayhi. That statement that you just read, that in order to understand and to know the law of simicha, of leaning the hand on the korban chova, the olad chova. We needed to derive it from a word, kamishpat, that would accord with the opinion of Beit Shammai. Delagamre shalme chova mishalme nedava. You should know it's Beit Shammai's opinion because we know about Beit Shammai, lagamre. The lashon of gamar in gemara is a reference to learning. They don't learn, and it's a, re- it's a concept we talked about yesterday, we've talked about many occasions, called binyan av. They don't derive the laws logically from one to the other with regards to the shilamim sacrifice. What are we referring to? Well, if the Torah tells us in the context of shalmen nidava, the, uh, the, the, the donation of a korban shelamim, that you need to lean your hand onto it, simicha. Maybe I should say, with what's called a binyanav, God told me it over there, God is very terse with his words, I should apply it over here as well. What's the over here? The shalmehova. After all, says, the, says Rabbi Yitzhak Barabbah, Bet Shammai does not do such a thing. Bet Shammai won't logically deduce from shalmeh nedava to shalmehova. And in turn, the implica- what, what Rabbi Yitzhak Barabbah is saying, they won't either say that I go from olat nedava to olat hova, logically speaking, which means to say, if I told you X, you should, impl- you should understand Y as well. And you should be able to do that logically. In this Beraita, what we saw was there was no logic going on. We had an extra word in the pasuk, kamishpat. Kamishpat taught me, Follow the same laws of Olat Nedava by Olat Hova. The same way the Torah at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra tells me to do Simichan Olat Nedava. So too I should understand from a Pasuk, from a word in the Pasuk, Kamishvat, to do Simicha by Olat Hova as well, by the eighth day of the Miluim, by Vayikra Perik Tet. Uh, that being the case, clearly you didn't assume, clearly the Beraita is telling me you couldn't do this logically. La Gamre, you couldn't do it with what's called the Binyanav. We know about Beit Shammai already, says Rabbi Yitzhak Baraba, that they won't make a binyan av, they won't apply X to Y, they won't apply the law of nidava to hova in the realm of shilamim. How do we know that? The, we're talking about ne'ola over here. How do we know that by shilamim? And by extension, we don't do these logical deductions in this sort, sort of conversation because we know in our Mishnah, what did our Mishnah tell us? Our Mishnah told us that on Yom Tov, a person can and should bring the Shalmei Chova. What are the Shalmei Chova on Yom Tov? Shalmei Hagiga and Shalmei Simcha. If a person brings them, however, Bet Shammai, as opposed to Bet Hillel, says, don't lean onto it. Don't put your hands onto it. Oh, one second, why not? If I have to do it, shouldn't I be doing it on Yom Tov? Clearly, according to Beit Shammai, on Shalmei Hova, you're not doing Simicha at all. Why are you not doing Simicha? 
because they don't learn from the fact that the Torah tells me by the, uh, the optional, the shalmedava, uh, by when I devoted it, when I donated it, I do simicha. They don't derive from that to the shalmechava as well. I suppose so. On the other hand, it's a good, it's a good question. In other words, Eli says, without, without articulating, he has a question more than an answer. He says, it should be a kalvahomer. If the Torah tells me by shalmin nidava or olat nidava, when it's my donation, I have to lean my hands. Isn't that the lighter one? By the obligatory one, of course I should have to lean my hands. Alternatively, the Gemara's logic, if you recall from yesterday, is maybe, ironically, it's more hamur, it's more strict the nidava because it's more prevalent, which means to say something that you do more often has a certain severity. It's, it's not exactly the way we think about severity, generally speaking. We say Shabbat and the holidays are the most severe time. Uh, they happen to have Yisur Melacha. But what about the everyday activity? Isn't there a certain sanctity, a certain severity to that? That's the logic over here in the Gemara. What should I start all right, so apparently what, what emerges clearly from the Gemara is Nidava is more Hamur. Nidava is more Hamur and Ola, we'll see, is more Hamur than Shilamit. it's more common to be brought. That's right. That's what the Gemara will say, Tadir. Ola, the Gemara will tell us because it's Kulo Kalil. It all gets given to God. So you won't be able to derive from one to the other potentially. You could do Nidava at any time. It's got a severity to it that it's brought more in a more common, uh, it's more prevalent, it takes place. That's the Gemara says there's, there's a certain severity to it. That's not crazy. Anyway, so that's the Gemara. So the Gemara says it must be not Beit Shammai. Because according to Beit Shammai, you'll do this logically. You'll go from, excuse me, you won't do this logically. And our Beraita is specifically following Beit Shammai's opinion. According to Beit Hilel, where you're doing Simicha on the holiday, so it means you learned it with logic. If the Torah says it by Shalmehova Simicha, so you derived from that Bet Shammai is not doing that. Clearly, they're not making such a binyanav. That's why they need to learn it from the Pasuk. After all, if we're following the opinion of Bet Gamre, once they told us, once they revealed to us in our Mishnah that they learn binyanav, we should in turn say as well, we should not need, need, kera, Pasuk, from which to understand that you do. Simicha on a olat hova because we should learn it with what's called binyanav digamre me olat nedava. They should learn it from olat nedava. If the Torah tells us in the first chapter of Ayikra that by olat nedava you do simicha, according to Beit Hillel, it should apply to olat nedava as well, olat hova as well. So now the Gemara pauses and it challenges to be its hakbaraba. And we have just a few more lines, and then we move on from this. But the Gemara says, Umimai de Beit Hillel shalme hova mishalme nedava gamre. Who said that your methodology, who said that that which underlies the text of the Mishnah as you presented it is right? Maybe even according to Beit Hillel, you never had such a clean, if A is true by this, then A is true by that as well. Meaning, if you do simicha by shalmeh nidava, you do it by shalmeh chova as well. Maybe that was never the derashah of Beit Hillel. Maybe what underlay uh, the statement of Beit Hillel that you do simicha on shalmeh chova, Maybe the whole concept began with 
This derasha, you have a derasha which tells me that by olat hova, that's aharon on the eighth day, he did simicha. Where'd you learn that simicha from? From olat nedava. In turn, the olat hova gufa ba'ayakera, olat hova itself needed a pasuk. So it went like this, according to Betilel, the suggestion in response to Rabbi's Barabbas. It started with baseline, there is no simicha by olat hova nor by shalmeh hova. We had a derasha from Kamishpat. Kamishpat told me, I liken Olat Hova to Olat Nedava. In the same way, Olat Nedava, the Torah tells us to Samachet Yado, so too by Olat Hova of Aharon on the eighth day. Now I say, if Olat Hova, an obligatory korban, Olat sacrifice, has Simicha, I can and should say by Shalmei Hova as well, meaning on the holiday, that's when you do Simicha. Maybe that's the way Betilel went. Maybe. That's the response now in the Gemara. That's the response now in the Gemara. That's the next line in the Gemara. In other words, the assumption was if it's both Hava, we'll derive one to the other. Now the Gemara says, oh, one second. What was your problem to begin with, Betilel? Your problem was you couldn't go from Shalmeh Nedava to Shalmeh Hava. You couldn't just go like that. Why? Because you had a logical difficulty. What was the difficulty? What Eli and I were talking about earlier. One is more hamur, it's more severe than the other. Ironically, shalmei nedava, more severe than shalmei hava. If Betilel say, oh, if we have logical difficulties, we can't derive A from one to A to the other, so then why would they go from shilamim to ola? Why wouldn't we say that ola is more hamur? Why is ola more hamur, more severe? Because it's kulokalil, the entirety of it goes to God. It's exactly the question of the Gemara. Mitsuyin means it's prevalent, it happens very often. And in turn, it's more severe. We shouldn't be able to go from Olat Hova and make a binyana of a logical deduction to Shalme Hova Sheken Kalil. Kalil again means it's entirely sacrificed. That's the status of the Korban Ola. The concluding lines over here. So at this point, when the Gemara suggests this, we pause and we say, oh, so maybe, uh, so at, at this point, we, we, we now um, have uh, defended the statement of Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Abba. The Gemara, ultimately speaking, says, though, no, atiyah mi benaya. This is the line we were up to yesterday, and benaya really means from in between, for all intents and purposes. But it goes like this, and take two, three minutes to do this, and we'll try to understand it, and we'll, we'll spend some time thinking about it after the class. But it goes like this. Um, we mentioned in the morning, certainly on Shabbat morning, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, different types of derashot, different types of ways with which we interpret the Torah traditionally. One is binyanav mikatu ha. That's what we've been talking about throughout. I know something by A, I should apply it to B unless I have a reason not to. But we also mentioned binyanav mishineketubim. Shineketubim means I have two places where I know a certain law, and because I know them both, I'll be able to together teach that to a third circumstance. Why should I need to do so? Well, you'll say to me, case number one where I know something about it, it's particular, it's specific. You can't derive. If I know the great rabbi knows all of Shas, it doesn't mean that my, uh, that my, my uh, rabbi from uh, elementary school knows all of Talmud as well. I can't derive. It's the great rabbi. 
But if you tell me the great rabbi knows all of Talmud, as well as the rabbi that I met on the street yesterday, I don't know anything about him. All right, there's something in common. They're both rabbis, they've both been studying Torah. They know all of Talmud. Maybe now I can deduce in my conversation, my argument, logically speaking, the rabbi that taught me in elementary school knows all of Talmud as well. In other words, I'm betting, so you'll say to me, but maybe the one who who I met in the street actually has a lot of time to dedicate himself. Oh, but the great rabbi doesn't have a lot of time to dedicate himself per se. But the great rabbi has a great mind. Who said the one in the street does? So in other words, we look at and we say that the particular, the specific in each one of these, which might make it specific to that case, is canceled out. It's like, you know, a mathematical, logical deduction over here by the other. So here's how the Gemara is suggesting maybe things work. It begins like this. We have the linking of the korban olat hova to olat nidava. Remember that one? That's how we started everything. That was the hova to nidava with the word kamishpat. We couldn't have and wouldn't have derived that obligatory hola uh, uh, um, can or should be learned from nidava. Why not? It's more hamur, it's more severe because it's more prevalent uh, than nidava. Uh, so I linked them, however. So now I have an olat hova, which has simicha. Well, let me take Olat Hova and learn from Olat Hova to Shalmeh Hova. Oh, you can't do that, says, uh, says Jesse, said J- Jared, because Olah is all given to God. It's more Hamur than Shilamim. Oh, but wait a second, you know, there is one other case where I do know we do Simicha. Shalmenidava. Remember Shalmenidava? It's in the first chapter of Vayikra. You do, do Simicha over there. They so said, no, but you can't learn Nidava. To hova, right? So then I bounce back. I say, no, but olat nidava, you do do semicha. So in other words, I have two paradigms, two examples here, both olat hova and shalmen nidava, where you do semicha. Now each one of them has a problem. Each one of them has a reason. I'll say, ah, it's only over there as opposed to over here. Uh, by shalmen nidava, by shalmen nidava, I'll say, well, it's nidava. Over here, I'm trying to learn to shalmen hova. It's not going to work. Uh, but on the other hand, I have olat hova. But you say, but it's a korban olah. So I say, it's not because it's a korban olah you're doing semicha. How do I know? Because by shalmen nidava, you're doing semicha as well. No, but maybe the only reason you're doing semicha by shalmen nidava is because it's nidava. Uh, no, but that's not the reason why. I'll tell you how I know. Because I do it by olah and as well. You know, it's what's called a binyan av mishene ketubim. I'm taking two examples where I know the same concept. Each one of them has a reason why I might say it's particular to there. And I'll say, but if that particularity isn't in the other case, clearly that's not the reason you're doing it over there. So clearly the reason I'm doing semicha by the olah is not because it's olah, because I find that by shilamim as well. But maybe the reason I'm doing it by shilamim is because it's nedava. It's only uh, something which is more prevalent. No, but I have it by Olat Hova as well. From the two of those together in tandem, I'm perhaps learning, according to Beit Hillel, to what's called Shalmeh Hova in our Mishnah. And as such, we put to rest the statement of Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Abba. It's very possible even Beit Hillel needs that Pasuk of Kamishpat in order to learn this law. What I should do, and if Mars Katten was here, he would map it out for us. I'll map it out for you. I'll, I'll, I'll send it in the chat after. Exactly. Well said. The differences of the two, which could have been, quote, big word, but it's the only word, the particularities, what makes it different and therefore specific, the fact that each one of them don't have the same ones, 
I therefore say, if I find this common denominator, they're both a sacrifice in some respect, and they both have simicha, so too shall mechovah should have simicha. It's beyond that I can't No, it's it's shloshes remidot shatoran idreshem. Binyanav is not b'masoret. Binyanav is based on logic. We have a machlok between Bet Shemay and Bet Hillel over here. So Can't have a machlok. That That's right. Fantastic, Musa. Good to have you. Says the Gemara. All right. Says the Gemara. Okay. So that's that's what we have until now. Now the Gemara. If 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 that wasn't some. Um, Charles certainly does. That says the Gemara v'savre bet shamay shalmei chovah labau semicha. Says the Gemara. Well, wait a second. Is it really so that according to bet shamay shalmei chovah? That was your assumption. Beats hak barabak. And now all the specifics that we had until now, just uh, put on the side in the back of your mind. Keep it in your mind. But in the back of your mind, you don't need it for going forward. Things are a lot easier going forward. Says the Gemara bet shamay. You were telling me according to bet shamay. That when it comes to shalmei chova, that's what we're talking about in our Mishnah. Shalmei hagiga, shalmei simcha, don't need simicha. That was the whole point. The whole point of everything we've been discussing is that's the debate between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Is it really so? Ba'et sarich. Is that really so? Vehatanya. Don't we have a beraita which suggests otherwise? The truth is, the honest truth is, when we learned the Mishnah, someone asked me this question, and I quoted you the other opinion here in the beraita, which the Gemara tells us is not so simple. It's different opinions. There is, we're going to read right now, a different approach with regards to Beit Shammai. If you read the simple words in our Mishnah, and I'll read them to you very briefly, Beit Shammai omrim mevi'in shlamim ve'en somchin alehen. The words in our Mishnah are, according to Beit Shammai, you don't do simicha on the shalam, shalamim which you brought on the holiday. Those do Because it's Yom Tov. Now this Beraita will now tell us that there's an alternative version of Beit Shammai. On Yom Tov, you don't do simicha, but you're not going to bring the sacrifice without simicha. So how do I do simicha? Before the holiday. And that's the mahlok between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Not whether you do simicha on the shelamim, which is brought as chava, the shalmei simcha, the shalmei hagiga. It's a question of do you need to, what we say, tekef lesimicha shechita, go straight from the leaning to slaughtering, or can you do the leaning, the, the placing your hand on it before the holiday, and the shechita on the holiday. We've been assuming until now that according to Beit Shammai, that's this alternative version. The, what we've been dealing with until now is not so. What we've been dealing with until now is according to Bet Shammai, you really don't do simicha. Vehatanya, don't we have a beraita which in, explains Bet Shammai Bet Hillel the way we, you and I just discussed it. Lo nechluku Bet Shammai Bet Hillel al hasimicha atzma shesarich. Everybody, both Bet Hillel and even Bet Shammai, agree. Shalmei chova, no different than shalmei nedava. For one reason or another, however you derived it, they need simicha. What's the mahluk between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel then? Yes? Well, Right, I don't know, but in other words, the only, what, what Jared is responding to is the only way you're going to come to any eating is with shechita. I'll go a step yeah, further. The only way, it's true, that, but Allah, according to Beit Shammai, you're not allowed to slaughter either. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not on the Yom Tov. No, even all the, read the Mishnah again. It's only Shalamim according to Beit Shammai. Um, so, so in other words, shechita is part and parcel with the sacrifice. 
Ola, according to Bet Shammai, you can't do Shechita. Yeah, 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 yeah Bet Shammai. Al Menech Leku, so what is the Mahloke between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel then? Al Tekef Lesimicha Shechita. Tekef means right afterwards. Do you need to go immediately from Simicha to Shechita, from the leaning to the slaughtering? Shebet Shammai Omri Menosarich. According to Bet Shammai, it's unnecessary, and therefore you did the Simicha on Erev Yom Tov. You certainly did Simicha, but you did it on Erev Yom Tov. No problem, do it on Erev Yom Tov. When are you going to slaughter? On Yom Tov, according to Bet Shammai. Ubeti Lelo Mim Sarich. So Betty Leil says, no, the leaning needs to be done on the holiday. And as a result, and as a result, you did this. Right. You asked me this when we learned and I quoted to you this opinion, which I think was premature at the time. I should have said to you, let's wait and find out in the Gemara. Sometimes it's too much. All right. Anyway, says the Gemara. In other words, what the Gemara then is doing right now is it's challenging. It's challenging the notion we discussed yesterday and today without all the technicalities, without all the complications. We were assuming that according to Beit Shammai, you're not doing Simicha on the holiday. Is that a good assumption? The Mishnah doesn't really tell us. The Mishnah just says you don't do the leaning on the holiday. It doesn't say you don't do leaning at all on Shalmei It doesn't say that you're never doing the Simicha. Why to be Itzhak Barabah were you assuming so? Everything you discussed was really predicated. It was already built on that concept, that concept might not be so. According to this Beraita, according to Bet Shammai, you do Simicha. You just do it before the holiday. Answers the Gemara B'Tzhak Barabah was really going with the next opinion. Meaning, I'm sorry to complicate things, it's not so complicated. There's two versions as to what Bet Shammai actually said. Version number one, what we just read. That even according to Bet Shammai, you do Simicha, you just do it before the holiday. Version number two, on Shalmei Chova, according to Bet Shammai, you never do Simicha. How so? Who the Amar, B'Yitzhak Barabah, would say like, Ki Haitana, the following source. And I give you this example all the time. I come into the class and I tell you, Azur. He said, but Rabbi, Mutar, I heard it in the other class. I said, all right. In the other class, he was quoting from Halambam. I'm quoting from Shohan Aruch, both very uh, reputable sources. What the Gemara over here says is, Bitzhak Barabah, you're right. He goes up against the Beraita you just cited. Bitzhak Barabah needs to defend himself. Is he going to reinterpret? Is he going to redefine? No, he doesn't need to do so. He'll just point to another reputable source. What's that? Detanya, this Beraita has a different version. Amar Biyoseh, Bir Bihuda, Lo Nechleku Bet Shammai Bet Hillel, Al Tekef Lismicha Shechita Shesarich. Everyone, even Bet Shammai agrees that if you have to do the leaning, if you have to do Simicha, it has to be Tekef the Shechita. You go straight from the Simicha into the Shechita. You're straight from the leaning into the slaughtering. Uh, one second, I thought you told me Bet Shammai says you do the leaning before the holiday. According to this version, absolutely not. The question of Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel is on Simicha, on Shalmei Chova, on the Shalmei Chagiga, on the Shalmei Simcha that I'm bringing on the holiday. According to Bet Shammai, you cannot and don't need to do a Simicha at all. You bring it, but you don't need to do Simicha. Oh, why don't you need to do a Simicha? Where'd you come up with doing a Simicha? Semicha, if anything, the Mishnah, as we told, as we mentioned, Daf Lamidvav says, might be Mishtamesh Ba'ale Hayim. If you don't need to do it, you can't be doing it on the holiday. Ubetilel, Omrim Betilel, in contrast, and oh, this is absolutely obligatory. Sarich, you need to do the Semicha, which means to say, in the final lines here of the Gemara, before we have a little bit of a light interlude in the Gemara, uh, what, what, what the Gemara sets forth for us are two versions with regards to the opinion of Bet Shammai. Bet Shammai told us in the Mishnah that when it comes to the Shilamim, which are brought on the holiday, you're not doing a semicha. What does that mean? 
Well, it either means you're not doing a semicha. You heard the words? You don't do semicha. I thought you always, not on Shalmei Chobah on the holiday. Other version, you do semicha. You just do it before the holiday. Beit Hillel says, you can't do it before the holiday. You need to do it immediately before slaughtering. What's that? According to the other version. That's right. That's right. All right, says the Gemara now, uh, now that we've established and discussed and deliberated, let's just uh, breathe out a little bit and return to a point that we just a few moments ago stumbled upon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. I tell you, Eli, you're, you're fantastic. Jeffrey was saying that they're going to detract from me for that recap. Anyway, that's uh, the Gemara now. Uh, brings us back to a concept that we saw in the Mishnah. The Mishnah didn't just talk about the Shelamim with regards to Semicha, as came out of our conversation a minute ago with Charles. It also was a debate about whether you bring the Korban Ola at all on the holiday. Remember Korban Ola? Ola means the entirety of the animal is sacrificed and, and given up on the Mizbeach, completely burnt. And on the holiday, we said you need to bring an Ola Tre'iyah. According to Bet Shammai, it's not brought on Yom Tov. It's only according to Bet Hillel, which it's brought on Yom Tov. According to Bet Shammai, it's either brought on Chola Mo'ed or it's brought Shavuot. Now, in the days after Shavuot, you can't bring it on the holiday. Why wouldn't you be able to? As Charles said earlier, it's not, you're not deriving any benefit with regards to your holiday. It's olat hova, of course. Olat ri'iyah. It's your obligatory olat. Uh, so that being the case, the Gemara now tells from a beraita a small story. Uh, it's always exciting to read a story in the context of as the halakha, as these rabbis have their opinions. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a let. It's not an amazing story, but it's an important story with regards to Beit Hillel. There, that's a Hillel himself. It's his opinion. Tanur Rabbanan, the beraita tells the following. Ma'aseh bihilel hazaken. The Hillel, the elder Hillel, so discard the smicha, because that's not the critical part for us. The critical part is he walks into the mikdash, or he walks up to Har Habayit, better yet, on the holiday, and he maybe he's in the azara. The Beraita says he's in the azara with his animal, ready to do semicha and to slaughter it and to... One second, there are individuals, this is in the time, of course, we still have the Beit HaMikdash, adherence to the school of thought of Beit Shammai, who see him doing this. The students of Shammai HaZakin, they came together around him. They bonded one with the other, you know, has for shalom like thugs, but it almost gives you that vision. I mean, it almost sounds like they're you know, standing up to the rabbi in the mikdash. Amru lo matiba shel behemazo. They turn to Hillel Hazakin, and they're well aware of what might be going on. They know their rabbi and the other rabbi have a dispute about this matter, and they turn and say, what's the nature of this animal? What sort of animal do you have here in front of us? Now remember, if it's a korban shilamim, so then even according to Bet Shammai, you're allowed to bring it, you just don't do semichani. If it's a korban ola, don't bring that into our mikdash. There's no slaughtering the other type of korban on the holiday. That's what we saw in our Mishnah. They ask Hillel Hazakin, instigating him, ready to fight a little bit. I don't think physically, but I think they're going to... What's that? We still have those guys. Ashrehim, they're zealous for Torah. Amar lahim, he responds, Hillel does, he lies to them. He says to them, He says to them, and it's a lie, Rashi says, He's modest. Instead of starting a fight, instead of saying, I'll tell you what this is. This is a korban ola. You don't like it? I'm sorry. Get out of my way. This is my opinion. He just says to them, this is a female animal. You can't bring a korban ola from a female animal. 
So he lies to them and says, it's a female animal, and as a result, I'm bringing it as a shilamim. Even you agree that I could bring a shilamim, don't you? Your rabbi told you I could bring a korban shilamim. Now this is in, in tandem, this is in, 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 in line with the approach we know of, of Hillel Hazakin. The Gemara Masechet Shabbat and Daflamid, in a well-known midrash, describes how Hillel Hazakin was an anvitan. He was an individual who had a tremendous humility, who wouldn't be embarrassed or shamed under many circumstances. The Gemara tells a, a famous iconic story. And that's Hillel, he's not interested in controversy. He doesn't want confrontation. He'd rather avoid it. He furthermore appeals to the concept of you can lie in circumstances to bring forth peace. We know what the Gemara learns elsewhere from Bore Olam at the beginning of Parashat Vayera. God turns to Abraham and says, why did Sarah say, I won't give birth because I am old? Whereas Sarah really said, Vadonizaken, Abraham is old. God, Kivyachol, lies to Abraham in order to keep Shalom by itself. In circumstances, uh, it's, it's Nifzak Lahalacha, you're allowed to be, you're supposed to be Mishanim Ipine HaShalom. That's what Hillel Hazakin does to the students of Shammai Hazakin. Kiskis Lahem Biznava. What he takes is the tail of the animal and he waves it at them. He waves it in their face. In other words, he's kind of saying to them, You want to check? It's a female animal. Get a kish. You know, he waves it at them like, like Get out of here. And and then the students of Beit Shammai disperse. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting story with regards to a person who has a strong opinion, whose opinion is going to be the halakha l'ma'aseh. Who's Hillel Hazakin? And dealing with, I'm sure they were important students, but students of his, uh, of his uh, companion, of his colleague uh, Shammai. And instead of slamming them, instead of whacking them physically or verbally, he just gets out of the conversation entirely. Walking away, and the Gemara doesn't say it explicitly, but it appears, and some of the Mefarshim suggest this, as if they realized they were played. The students realize, oh, the rabbi wasn't telling us. You see what just happened? He just slaughtered and he brought us korban olah. He lied to us. Ah, oh, we need to do a, put an end to this. Let's be posek halacha like us, like Shammai. I remember that now. We posek halacha like Bet Shammai. That's a major claim. It's a major statement. And it seems that it's oto hayom, the Gemara says. As a result of this occurrence, even though he dispersed, even though he quelled the situation, they still, they, they have a strength, Shammai students, and they say, let's make halakha like us. Keep in mind, this is in a time period before, we know halakha like Beit Hillel, apparently. So they're trying to, how are they going to establish that? They're going to appeal to the masses. They're going to try to convince people. But there was a, an, an individual who was an elder student of Shammai himself. Ubaba ben Buta Shemo, his name was Baba ben Buta, Shahaya Yodea Shahalacha Kibet Hilel. He knew on this matter of bringing Olah on the holiday, Halacha is not like Shammai, it's like Hilel. The Shalach against his rabbi, against Shammai. Vehevi Kolson Kedashi Birushalayim. He brought a lot of fine animals from Jerusalem. Vehermidan Ba'azara. He brought them into, onto Harabait, says Tosafot. Vehamar Komi Shirotzeli Smoch, Yavovi Smoch. He brought all the animals up to Harabait and he said, anyone who needs a Korban Ola, Faddalu, come get a Korban Ola. Oh, one second, against your rabbi. Okay, that's right. He wants to, in mass, 
uh, conquer the opinion of his rabbi against him and establish halacha like betilel. And on that day, as a result of in mass, and this is the way halacha very often works, as we've discussed, when people follow it based on a leadership decision, and that's what happens over here, the olah is being brought by the nation on that day, on holiday, the halacha becomes established like hilil. And nobody protested. It was finished and determined at that time that korban olat chova, olat re'iyah, is to be brought and sacrificed on the holiday. Baruch Amen.